You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Uh, check out all the stuff we have there, ranking the positions reality-wise, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. You can check that out now, as well as a look at some training camp battles of note to follow. That's what we've been doing here on Lockdown Fantasy Football, and we will continue our series. We've gone through the running backs. We've gone through the wide receivers. Now we're up to the quarterbacks and we'll get into those battles. Not too many battles there of note, uh, reality or fantasy wise. Uh, so there's six that we want to monitor around the league in uh, some shape or form, some with the starter on the line, some that could develop in a battle. So we uh, will watch those and break those down for you. But before we dive into that, first, I got to tell you that this episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. All right, so quarterbacks, here we go. I mean, this is the most important position in the NFL, but in fantasy football, we know there's a lot of subtle situations rather deep. It's uh, teams having a clear-cut plan of what they're doing. The values are pretty set as we did our ADP and rankings updates for the quarterbacks. A lot of it uh, read like last year and uh, the established guys that we know are going to do the usual things, uh, passing and running, are the guys we rely upon the most in fantasy football. But we have to dig a little deeper, look at some situations that we could uh, turn to our advantage once we have some clarity on the starting quarterback. And there's no doubt there's one battle that stands out. Uh, before this wasn't a battle, we were shaking our heads. Why isn't this a battle? But now clearly is. It's the New England Patriots. And uh, we'll devote most of our time here to that battle because that's the one that has the most fra- fantasy relevance for sure. It's Jared Stitham versus Cam Newton. Cam Newton coming into the fray very late here. Incentive late in contract right now. When you look at his uh, rankings, as we looked at it uh, last week, it's number 16. So the experts are confident here that he's going to end up as the starting quarterback for the Patriots in 2020. It's interesting right now, his ADP is 23. So some people still skeptical about that. And I don't think it's a given or a lock that Cam Newton is the immediate starter over Jared Stidham. Now, Stidham, by the way, is ranked 36, going 35th. So just completely off the radar when you're going beyond the QB3 status. It's uh, hard to uh, really think that he's going to have any value in fantasy football in 2020. But Cam Newton, we know people are enamored with him in fantasy football. It's the running ability, the baseline of that, that uh, gives him immediate fantasy appeal and has made him a stud fantasy performer over the years. Look at... The last healthy season was very good for fantasy. 33-95 passing in 2018 for the Panthers. 24 TDs passing, 4 rushing, 488 yards rushing. So when you look at it, the rushing yards add up big time for Cam Newton and the scoring ability there. 
You know, the highest level was 2015 MVP season, 38-37 passing, 45 combined touchdowns, and 636 yards rushing. So he has an extremely high ceiling if he can hit it, but we know injuries have limited that to Cam Newton from showing up here, and uh, he was a disaster last year, only playing in two games with the foot injury and having the shoulder surgery, recovery, and all that. It was just a disaster, so... Number one, is he going to stay fully healthy? He's been cleared to play physically. He's good past the physical. So that part is not going to be an issue. It's going to be the mental. Can he get down this uh, aspect of the battle here that's complicated because uh, you have Stitham, who's had a full year plus in the system, working with Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick. He's familiar with the players. Cam Newton, that's what he's trying to get down here fast. I mean, you look at... Him working with the wide receivers, namely Julian Edelman off to the side here, training camp revving up here. So that's going to uh, give Cam Newton an accelerated look at his new weapons and uh, kind of get the, thrown deep, thrown in the deep end here with the playbook of the Patriots. So when you look at this, Cam Newton is the slight favorite to win the starting job. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he's when healthy, he should beat out a guy like Jared Sidham. So... He's got his uh, one-year deal in place here. So uh, you look at uh, Jared Sidham. He knows the system. That's his one big advantage over Cam Newton here. But physically, we know if Cam Newton is healthy, he is a better uh, overall talent than the Jared Sidham, hands down. Both Auburn products, which is very interesting to note here. Uh, Sidham uh, not nearly as accomplished as a college career. We know that. And he had some big upside and potential as he finished his college career there. But uh, Cam Newton is the one in his one-year wonder status. at uh, Auburn had one of the greatest seasons in college football history, won the Heisman Trophy. So we know where the disparity is. Uh, similar programs. In the end, it was Gus Malzahn offensively watching over both of these quarterbacks. So interesting backgrounds there. But that doesn't have too much to do with the future now, except that Again, Newton comes in with that pedigree and talent, and that should carry him over Stidham. But Stidham, again, might work within the framework of the offense, playing off the running game well, executing the short to intermediate passing game. So Stidham is not a slouch here in terms of execution for what the Patriots need. They're not going to demand a lot out of him, but certainly Cam Newton can provide a lot more with his running ability and his arm. If it's uh, close to full strength here, coming off the shoulder now, couple of years removed from that. If you can get the ball downfield, give them some field stretching ability with Nikhil Harry and some others and uh, really uh, connect with Mohamed Sanu and Julian Littleman, then that's where uh, it's going to be headed here quickly with Newton winning the starting job. So it's uh, going to be an even battle. I think the Patriots are not going to assume anything going to this battle. They're going to make Cam Newton go out and earn it because that's better for them in the long term. If he's just kind of limping around not really executing well, and Stidham looks better. They have to go to Stidham here because they're trying to win games as well. It's not about uh, the glossiness and putting up fantasy numbers there for the Patriots. It's about who's going to be the most effective complementing their running game and defense to win games and give them a little pop in the passing game when needed uh, in uh, certain situations against certain teams here. Again, Newton versus Stidham going to be very interesting to watch. I don't think there'll be an early decision on this. They want to evaluate this very closely. Newton coming in late to the picture in the summer also is a little bit of a wrench in this. If he had to 
been an aggressive acquisition there in March as soon as he became a free agent and the Patriots went in that direction. You might have thought, okay, he's short on trajectory to be the starter. They wanted him early in the process. But now that he's late in the process, that also adds an extra cloud to this battle versus Jared Sindham. So it's uh, very interesting. We're going to watch the uh, training camp uh, reports almost every day to see how the newton Stitham battle progresses. We know it's the Patriots. They don't give away a lot of information. So we're going to have to really... Uh, dig deep here to find out to where this is headed at, at some point. But I would say Newton's slight edge, but I would say it's more of an even situation going into camp right now to decide the Patriots starting quarterback for 2020. All right, so there's a look at the Patriots. That's the biggest one. And we know there's uh, one more in their division to look at uh, involving a rookie and another first-round pick that we want to look at out west and we'll do that here in a moment but first i got to tell you more about rock auto there this is a big time to take care of your car one reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can use for important things like the mortgage or food why would you choose to spend 30 percent 50 percent 100 more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership you can uh, go to rockauto.com and uh, check out their catalog which is unique and remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and most important prices you prefer at rockauto.com you're going to find everything from engine control modules and brake pads to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need at a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door there it's silly that chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers RockAuto.com has prices that are same for everybody and are reliably low as well. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody. It doesn't require membership or an account login. So check it out there and uh, get in. And uh, again, the best of all thing at RockAuto.com, prices are reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car truck. Right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. We'll continue here uh, looking at the battles, uh, rookie versus veteran, for the Dolphins and Chargers here in 2020. All right, uh, so we got the big one out of the way, looking at Cam Newton versus Jared Stidham, the top battle for fantasy and reality purposes here in 2020 at quarterback for the Patriots. Well, the Dolphins and Chargers, two very similar situations here at, on two different coasts, uh, far apart, developing here. Well, let's look at uh, where the uh, combatants are Ranked. We'll start with the uh, Dolphins here. So Ryan Fitzpatrick is ranked 31st, going 32 in ADP. Tua Tagovailoa, the first round pick out of Alabama, ranked 33rd, going 29th. So trending towards Tua, going over Fitzpatrick with some uh, QB3 back end stash value here, despite the rankings being very close. In the other situation, Tyrod Taylor clearly getting the edge, going 30 for the Chargers here. Uh, has some sleeper upside in this offense with some pretty good weapons. 
And you have uh, Justin Herbert going 35th here, 36th in ADP. So kind of around the Jared Stidham range, far off the radar in fantasy football here for 2020. So what you have uh, similarly in both situations is you have a journeyman, former Bills quarterback that has uh, had some good seasons in the past, produced numbers and flashes, gotten hot, and Taylor and Fitzpatrick both also signed for one more deal, one more year in their deals with their respective teams. So the Dolphins know Fitzpatrick can literally be a bridge quarterback for one year. The same thing with the Chargers and Taylor, but I think the Dolphins pretty much accept that Fitzpatrick is just a placeholder here and he's the transition quarterback. While the Chargers have a little bit more feelings about Tyra Taylor because of his history with Anthony Lynn and they have had an affinity for him for a while. He's a good versatile dual threat. So Chargers have a better chance to win games in uh, 2020 because of their defense and uh, some of their offensive skills there that they have around the quarterback. So that would lean the Chargers perhaps to being more uh, interested in uh, keeping their veteran quarterback. Well, the Dolphins, we know, rebuilding team coming off a 5-11 season. They had a rally with Fitzpatrick actually playing well down the stretch, passing the ball to Devontae Parker and others uh, to kind of a safe face there for Brian Flores' season in 2019. So so two different uh, teams with their mindsets. I, th- I don't think the Dolphins are expecting to compete big time. I think every team probably th- thinks they have a shot at making the playoffs, but in reality, Dolphins are in a bit rebuild mode as they hand it off to Tua Tagovailoa. while Chargers are kind of caught in limbo. Moving on from Phillip Rivers, you got Taylor versus Herbert. So... When you look at the Dolphins, uh, Tua Tagovailoa, in terms of his health with the hip injury, that doesn't seem to be concerned. Medically cleared from that, he does have a few ankle issues that have lingered from his time at Alabama that are going to be a little concerned to stay healthy. But biggest obstacle we know with rookies in this offseason is the kind of closed nature of it due to COVID nineteen. So training camp is not what it usually is. The offseason program before wasn't like it usually is. So that's in itself a hurdle, but. Another thing for Fitzpatrick versus Tagovailoa to keep in mind is that Fitzpatrick played well with Chan Gailey, who's now the new offensive coordinator for the Dolphins. They're replacing Chad O'Shea. We've talked about this before, that Fitzpatrick's familiarity there. He's a veteran. You can trust him. Put him in the lineup. You know he's going to get the ball to the right guys. Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, Mike Gusecki. Do the best he can playing off the running game. Can be fearless, a uh, bit of a gunslinger's mentality as well for Fitzpatrick. So they all like these qualities. He's a good leader. He's a smart player, uh, likable guy. Um, so that all helps Fitzpatrick. But everyone knows, probably including Fitzpatrick, that he's just a short-term solution here. As he gets older, Tua is really the future. So really, it's a handoff in progress here. And again, the Dolphins are rebuilding. So again, as soon as they struggle a little bit, their defense, uh, they spent a lot of money there, including uh, Byron Jones and uh, getting a few of the Patriots linebackers. But we still know the Dolphins are going to struggle in many areas. They're not expected to compete too much here. Still look like the last place team in the AFC East. So they could fall out of contention really fast here. Regardless of what they do at quarterback, they might be respectable there with Fitzpatrick throwing the ball around. But at some point, if Tua Tagovailoa is ready with the playbook and he's healed up and the injuries are not an issue, it would seem to make sense that he starts to get his chance around midseason here as the Dolphins fall out of contention. 
Fitzpatrick is not in the future plans here as a free agent in 2021. So that's what I would expect. And Tua Degvola could do some things as a dual threat. I don't think he's necessarily that running quarterback. He's athletic and can make some moves there. It's a pretty good receiving core. Fitzpatrick had some good games down the stretch, and that's something we have to keep in mind, that this is not totally a void of uh, production here. When you look at it, uh, he had 24 total TDs. 35-29 uh, passing yards last year. Really worked his weapons pretty well here. So so there were some decent numbers to be had in this offense. So that's why we have to uh, consider what Tua's value could be. He's going to carry more upside into this role for sure. But again, Fitzpatrick was pretty darn decent last year and usable at times because of the connection with Parker. We know Parker turned into a wide receiver one down the stretch there before he got his uh, contract extension and locked up there. So... Interesting situation. The Dolphins do have a little bit of QB upside, but more in the streaming sense here. Not uh, something we look at as a regular situation, even in a platoon with a, another uh, QB1 back end or QB2 there here in uh, 2020. So, and Fitzpatrick, sure to be the starter early this season. Tagovailoa, we're going to watch. One of the Dolphins uh, kind of slide, and if Fitzpatrick struggles and Tagovailoa is ready with everything else mentally and physically, he's going to be in there at some point in 2020. For the Chargers here uh, with uh, Taylor versus uh, Herbert, I think this is pretty clear that it's Taylor's job going in. He's a guy, again, familiar with Lynn's offense from their days together with the Bills. He was pretty good in it. Uh, Justin Herbert is uh, more of a raw prospect that needs a little bit more polish here. So, again, the Chargers will need to drop off fast out of contention, which hard to see that doing because they're very loaded on defense. They're going to be fully healthy with Joey Bosa and uh, Derwin James and Casey Hayward. A lot of the talent they have on that side of the ball. We know they have uh, Austin Eckler and uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Hunter Henry. Pretty loaded around the quarterback here for the Chargers. So they certainly have some value. Phillip Rivers dropped off into QB2 status, struggled quite a bit. Last year, Taylor, last time we saw him in a similar situation competing, there uh, with uh, Baker Mayfield, it turned disastrous. He got benched early. In that situation, uh, you had uh, Hugh Jackson not even letting uh, Baker Mayfield take first team reps in camp. So he was way behind. Herbert probably won't get that opportunity here. Lynn is a different type of coach and uh, trusts in Taylor. And Taylor is in a better offense suited to his skill set. We know the veterans, uh, especially Henry, are kind of excited to see what they can do. With him, uh, Williams is a field stretcher, so Taylor has got a big arm that you can think about there to deploy a little bit better with Allen and Henry here for the Chargers. He's going to get the ball smartly to Eckler when he needs to. So all that said, I think the experience and uh, the dual threat ability for the Chargers in the short term, that all favors Taylor here. So again, Fitzpatrick, probably going to see a little bit of sharing of the reps with Tagovola. Still going to end up being a starter. Well, I can see Taylor having a firm hold of uh, number one duties in Los Angeles. Herbert waiting his turn, either for an injury or for the Chargers to really struggle and drop off to uh, get his chances to play. I don't see it any earlier than midseason for either situation, but uh, Herbert is the guy, if you had to pick one, that could end up being on the bench for the entire 2020 season. So there you have the look at the two notable rookie battles that are very similar here, Dolphins and Chargers. So Patriots, Dolphins, and Chargers, three more teams to talk about. But first, I got to tell you, make sure you're checking out uh, the 
draft show here on the Locked On NFL Network. They'll be appropriately called Locked On NFL Draft. So you have uh, John Ledyard, Trevor Sykema, the insightful minds of the Draft Network, uh, bringing you great insight into the uh, 2021 draft, looking at uh, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, what's going to happen with them, who might be getting them, and uh, what's going to happen if the college season is somewhat compromised with those prospects. So a lot of questions being answered there. One question that is not is a Lawrence being elite prospect. And uh, if uh, Justin Fields can catch him, uh, we're going to hear more about that here if uh, it's more of a 1 and 1A situation versus 1-2 with Lawrence and Fields in the 2021 draft. So check it out, Locked on NFL Draft, here on this fine network as a compliment to our show, Locked on Fantasy Football. We will continue here looking at uh, some lesser quarterback battles for reality and fantasy for 2020 in the NFL. All right, uh, so we've talked about the big ones, Patriots, Dolphins, and Chargers. We could probably squeeze some fantasy football value out of those. Here are some situations that aren't as appealing, but still have some battles of note that we have to address here. The number one is the Chicago Bears. It's Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles. Right now, Trubisky and Foles are way off the radar. Foles is going 32. So he's not even going as high as Taylor and Fitzpatrick here for the Chargers and Dolphins, respectively. He's going behind them. His ADP is 33. Mitchell Trubisky, just uh, looking at him, I think you see him at uh, number 34. His ADP is 34. So people are basically just uh, throwing a toss-up between Foles and Trubisky. There's just not much interest about either quarterback here. I mean, Trubisky's down there with Justin Herbert between Tagovailoa and Herbert. That's ridiculous for a guy that uh, a couple years ago had some good fantasy value, but it's also the reality that he's going to be benched here for Nick Foles. So it's not an inspiring competition. We don't see this offense having a ton of upside in terms of the passing game. Limited numbers last year we know for Trubisky. Look at it, uh, a drop-off from his previous season. 17 TDs, 19 combined here, 27 in the previous year. So that was a big drop-off. He had 421 yards rushing in 2018, only 193 last year. That really hurt him, I think, is that he didn't have much reality or fantasy football with it, or value because of his legs dropping off here and just wasn't effective as a passer. He kind of got exposed there after a pretty good... 2018 uh, spring ball around. This is despite having a legitimate number one producing an Allen Robinson all throughout the season. So, again, all signs point to Foles, whom the Bears aggressively acquired uh, from the Jaguars, to be the starting quarterback here for the Bears uh, come week one. They didn't pick up Trubisky's option, so clearly he's kind of lame duck first-round QB going in a totally opposite direction of Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson from the same 2020 or 2017 draft class. So when you think about that uh, with Nick Foles, I think uh, he's going to win. He's That's his uh, MO here. We know he doesn't do all that well starting for teams that aren't the Eagles. Uh, he's had opportunities with the Rams and uh, Chiefs briefly. Jaguars was a bit of a disaster, but gives uh, Allen Robinson a little bit of upside here because he gives them a legitimate passing game, but we know that he's not going to give you anything in the running game. So individually, Foles or Trubisky, not going to be appealing as a fantasy football asset. But 
I think we want Foles in there more to help the weapons, and that includes the running game, David Montgomery. So you have that deep threat legitimately using a guy with a big arm to spread the ball around and stretch the field. That's going to open things up for the intermediate passing game and the running game as well. So we're rooting for Foles, I think, to win this job uh, in this situation because I think it's going to be better overall for the Matt Nagy offense and the production of the individual players that aren't the quarterback. So Foles, Trubisky, not inspiring. Neither is Dwayne Haskins versus... uh, one Kyle Allen. Keep in mind that Alex Smith is still around, but not totally clear to do anything. He's headed to pup here. So I think he's just a completely forgotten person. But look at uh, where Kyle Allen is ranked 43 there coming in uh, the trade with the Panthers there. Washington football team looking for some answers here at quarterback. Dwayne Haskins has a little bit more upside. He's actually going ahead of Taylor and Fitzpatrick, uh, ranked 31. In ADP, 29th in uh, expert consensus uh, perspective here. So Dwayne Askins has a big arm. He can uh, throw things downfield. I think he's a better fit for the Washington football team's new offense with uh, one Scott Turner there playing off the power running game, throwing the ball downfield. That's kind of uh, offense Haskins uh, employed there at Ohio State. So I don't think he was a good fit for that Jay Gruden, West Coast-style traditional uh, scheming there last year. So the problem is going to be the weapons. Terry McLaurin, you have, is a clear number one in this league. He could be a number one for any team. But Kelvin Harmon went down. They're looking for answers with the number two receiver. We talked about that uninspiring battle there. You don't really have reliable tight end situation here without Vernon Davis and Jordan Reed, which is already shaky. Now you're down to Jeremy Sprinkle. You still have some uh, questions about the backfield, Darius Geis' health, and who's going to step up there. So, again, Haskins, we look at big arm, can do some things, is going to be fearless and throw the ball downfield, but who he's going to throw to? He doesn't have Trent Williams anymore at left tackle. It's not like he was a, much of an asset for him there last year, but you don't even have the potential of some good pass protection on the blind side here. So, again, Haskins, I like the upside. I think he can still be salvageable and be a pretty good NFL quarterback. But in terms of a fantasy, I expect him to beat out Allen, but not a situation I want to tap into here in 2020. The next battle we'll talk about is uh, not really a battle just yet, but something we want to uh, monitor as a situation, and that would be the Raiders and Derek Carr. So Derek Carr, we know they signed Marcus Mariota. There as his backup, we know what happened to Mariota last year. Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, had a similar deal with the Titans. Mariota struggled. Tannehill went in there. Rest is history. Had a big season, signed a big contract there for Tennessee. Same thing could happen uh, for Mariota on the other side of things with Derek Carr. This team is kind of lukewarm on Derek Carr. We've seen that with uh, the John Gruden era with Greg Olson. They like some of the things that Derek Carr does. He's pretty efficient with the short to intermediate passing game, but they do miss some big playability without Derek Carr. He's a little maybe too careful. He did acquire a shiny new speedy wide receiver and Henry Ruggs III, the rookie from Alabama in the first round. So the problem with the Mariota is that that's not his strength either, pulling the trigger and throwing the ball deep downfield and uh, taking advantage of play action in the running game. And that's uh, ultimately what led to his downfall in Tannehill having the big season because he was able to execute that style of offense, throwing the ball downfield when needed. So that's going to be the question mark. But this team could also pivot where Henry Ruggs is more of the occasional deep threat and the burn butter could be more of the two tight end sets with Jason Witten in the mix with Darren Waller. 
and uh, Hunter Renfro working the slot, Josh Jacobs and Joan Richard out of the backfield. So if that turns into the dink and dunk, tight end offense, short passes, then all of a sudden Marcus Mariota is back in the conversation because we know he's pretty good at that. Not all that exciting, but can get the job done there. And uh, we know that Gruden has been enamored with Mariota for a bit here. So keep all that in mind that uh, you can't sleep on Mariota at some point getting an opportunity. I just don't think it's going to be immediately here for the Raiders. Derek Carr, everyone expects him to be knock on wood, as the Raiders would say. The starter going into week one for them. But I think he'll be on a short leash if he struggles a little bit and this team with the expectations and excitement of moving to Las Vegas. If uh, they fall flat a little bit offensively, especially with Jacobs and Waller being two primo players uh, and uh, Williams and uh, Renfro and Ruggs really helping this offense, I think they'll be quick to make a change here, see what Mariota can do if uh, their ceiling is limited with Derek Carr, which I think it already is based on his uh, style of passing here. That's going to be the key for Mariota. Does he kind of uh, show a little bit more upside with his athleticism and arm? That would be the key to uh, try to get him on the field right away if uh, Carr struggles here in 2020. So there you have it. There's a look at your uh, quarterback battles in depth here going into training camp uh, as we almost are there for full speed and practices and all that good stuff heading into hopefully will be a normal 2020 NFL season. Uh, when it's all said and done from a week one through 17. So Patriots, Dolphins, Chargers, Bears, Washington football team, and the Raiders, the six battles to watch. And uh, we broke them all, all down for you here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Fantasy Football. This has been your host, Vinny Iyer. Now tell your smart speaker to play the latest episode of Lockdown NFL Draft. Have a great day and see you tomorrow with our look at the latest AFC news and notes. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Lease the 2024 RX 350 Premium All-Wheel Drive for $5.28 a month for 36 months with $49.99 to its signing. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer in the Lexus Eastern area in its April 1st, 2024.